Hello, my fellow busybodies. Welcome to BizBody, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners about running a sustainable and successful business that helps people. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Keith Shimon. And before we get started, make sure that you go over to bizbody.net and sign up for the newsletter. Also, it would mean a lot to us if you gave us a five-star review on iTunes and leave a positive comment. And lastly, if there is anyone out there that you would like us to interview or a topic that you would like us to cover, just send us a personal message on Facebook or subscribe to the newsletter. That way you have our email address. Today, we interview John Corsi. He is a partner of the chiropractic company in Wisconsin that currently has 12 locations, and he is also a practicing chiro. In this interview, there are so many gems in it, like setting your direction as an individual and a business, educating yourself and your team on business weaknesses and strengths, lessons on scaling your business and yourself, and also relying on your team members. Um, Also, how to recognize and seek out opportunities in the future. So I can't tell you how fun this interview was. And um, there are other topics in this interview that could probably have their own standalone show. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we had making it. Welcome to BizBody, everyone. I'm Keith, and along with me is Brandon Miller. And our guest today is John Corsi. You should know him I guess you should know him, right? You should, you should all know him right off the bat. <laughs> so I was going to ask you right off the bat, um, the chiropractic company, um, you're, you're a chiropractor and you're a partner or a full owner of the chiropractic company. So I'm one of seven owners of chiropractic company. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, you know, it was really cool for, for us to, to get to know you, um, get to know uh, your process, which has been fascinating, uh, as well as we have a couple clients that, um, that you actually refer to us. And, and likewise, it's really interesting because we're, we're body workers and exercise practitioners to see how Cairo uh, integrates with what we do. Um, but when we heard that you guys have so many locations... And that you guys constantly add locations. How how many locations do you guys have, and like what what area? Can you, can you describe like the chiropractic company in a nutshell? Yeah, so we have uh, twelve clinics in the Milwaukee metro area. So we go basically from Lake Michigan west to Oconomowoc, north to Mequon Germantown, and south to uh, Greenfield West Dallas area. Right now, nice, nice. And how was that something that um, you got involved with? I mean, was it something where um, you had your, you know, you were working for somebody else or were you in a private practice prior? And then, you know, how did you make that transition from, you know, clinician basically to now business owner or owner of part of this bigger, you know, franchise or business, however it's, it's structured with the chiropractic company. So we actually built it. So I actually started with chiropractic company right out of school. Oh, nice. So, um, and then I took over my office, uh, like within the first year of me being with the company and, uh, we built that office up. We, uh, added a couple more doctors. We originally had three locations and as we added, uh, additional doctors. Eventually, we got to a point where we were like, we really want to kind of start start to scale this. And so we went from being a single owner to seven owners hmm. at that time. 
And as uh, and then from there, basically, we started adding more locations as we go. And initially, we, we could add one in this year, and maybe that's the one for next year too. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to start to add. All right, now we can add, you know, one each year, or huh. two each year, and uh, we really started to ramp up probably in around 2008, and okay. that's where we really started to go from like five up to up to twelve. And okay. our intentions is to keep keep going that way. No, with with. Um, you said it was one owner to start. Now, the model for diversification of ownership, is that something that was like hard for that one owner to give up? Or was that something that like the whole model thrived? And you, you noticed that it was going to thrive if there were more own- Like, Can you kind of go through that process of yeah. diversification? Yeah. So um, initially when I joined the company, the plan that was kind of the underlying plan is that eventually you're going to be able to buy in and, and kind of come in. What we realized was that as we're adding these clinic locations and adding, adding these, these centers is that we needed more people to keep the process moving along. One person couldn't do it all. Yeah. Two people couldn't do it all. We needed more people involved. And because our practices were all very successful and we're, we're growing in the right direction, you know, being being a partner, being asked to be a partner in this in, endeavor was just a natural way to go. Um, so that that was that was the correct way to do it, and it, it wasn't without growing pain. So right. And now, who was I guess? Uh, you know, my big thing is you're you guys are obviously expanding very quickly, right? And you went from like you said the the single owner to now you have seven owners, but you have more than seven locations, like. You know, you guys have a brand. You guys are continuing to grow your brand. And like McDonald's, right, you want to have the same service, you know, when you go to McDonald's in Mequon as you do in McDonald's out in California. Like, who is the person or the the people involved? And is that something that you were really good at with coming up with systems and ideas of how, like, these different pods would run and everybody runs the same system and, you know... Um, I guess walk me through that process because, you know, for us, I think that's been the, the hardest challenge is taking ourselves out of the clinician or the practitioner mode and being a more of a business owner and getting behind the scenes and, you know, doing the books and doing the financials and doing the creating the system so that, you know, one of these days we can replace ourselves. Right. And is that something that you like gravitate towards or is that something that you have like one of the other partners is really really good at uh there's three of us who really kind of manage the company i'm one of those and i'm kind of on the uh the financial and administrative side of things Hmm. so together we're coming up we we had already had been building these systems whether it's this is how you uh interact with that first patient coming uh, coming into the clinic for the first time how do you process them as they as they go through how do you train a new doctor we were building all of those steps and now three of us pretty much oversee or manage that across each of the clinics uh, so that we can you know it's it is duplicated yeah you're always going to have this small percentage that isn't there so you know to achieve 100 percent is that's insanity yeah 80 20 rule is the rule right right Right. you know what if we can get our, our guys to do it things 80% of the time you're doing awesome yeah okay and and so we have some this is absolute you got to do it this way and then here's your wiggle room area got it okay no was there was there like um a a process within your owners 
specifically to define those roles, or was it something that just kind of rose to the top? Well, after we got and we started to add more clinics, and we got to um, got to right around eight or nine offices. It was getting more difficult to get seven people in the room at the same time yeah. to make the decisions to move fast enough to adapt. And so we made some changes structurally to the company uh, a couple of years ago where we uh, set up a board of directors. Hmm. Um, and so uh, not all seven have are on the board of directors and not all board of directors are partners. Nice. Um, are they all, are they all um, like on a, a stipend or a salary then? They're all just employees of the, of the company. Oh, so okay, so cool. they, they get to they have a, a seat at the table. And then uh, we also then set up an executive committee. So that's CEO, COO, and CFO. Okay. And and so day to day, those three, you know, uh, run the company. When we need to make major decisions uh, in terms of, hey, we've uh, identified an area, um, uh, a clinic that we want to purchase, or we've identified a good candidate to bring in as a as a new doctor. Then we bring that back to the board. The board approves that, uh, or or votes it down, hmm. uh, if, if 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 they need to. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> they tend to go with us, and then we're able to move forward. Oh, so, so that's interesting. So, are you saying then, if um, you get a line on a on a good doctor, and you want to bring that person in, like they actually go through the board and not necessarily like you as the owner can't say I'm bringing this guy on. Like right. you actually have to, he's go, he's got to go through a completely separate process. We have, we have to have some layers to it, right? Yep. Yeah. Cause otherwise we could just run off and hire <laughs> six doctors and not have a place for them or anything yeah. like that. So yeah, we do have that, that uh, system of checks and balances in place. That's actually really cool. I mean, I guess from our standpoint, it's like, that's a whole new idea of, how to do things. And I mean, was that something that did anybody have experience doing that? Or is that something that you guys just figured out as you went or you had a mentor or somebody that, you know, was helping you guys through that process? We've talked with other uh, chiropractors outside of Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, things like that. We're kind of a different animal compared to most other chiropractic entities out there. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of it we've had to kind of come up with it on our own. We do a lot of reading. We do a lot of research into, we study other companies. We study companies outside of our field. We study, you know, other, other companies in healthcare to see what, how they, you know, go about business and how they, they manage these type of things. And so we've tried to model that and we know that we have to adapt as we go if, if the model is not working. Do you guys have like, um, what kind of resources do you find were most valuable like for uh, business education? As of late, so we t- tend to do uh, a lot of a lot of business books, you know. So we we kind of identify where all three of us are usually reading a couple of different the, things the book at of the month one club. time. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> we found a good one. Everybody has to read this one, so oh, we kind of nice. pass down, and then so everybody we we have everybody in the company try to read the same same books if we find something that we like. So uh, in the past year, one of the main books we focused on was called Scaling Up. So, oh, nice. I think, um, you know, we're always interested in like what other people are reading and stuff, because I think you can get into the scenario where, you know, for us, you can get in to what we do a ton. Right. There's there's a ton of things and you can become very, very knowledgeable at the actual skill or craft that, you know, you do on a daily basis. But when you own a business, it's also 
part of that where, you know, I can be super, super good at whatever it is I do, but if I don't know how to grow my business, like I can't help as many people. So over the last couple of years, we've actually, I've taken, and I know Keith too has taken more of the approach of, it's almost like we do a two or three to one where it's like three, two or three things of business to the one actual, like, you know, developing our knowledge based well, on the skill pod, that we this do. This is right? podcast too. You know, I mean, we all have egos at, at like in some stage of the game. Right. And, and, and when, the deeper you dive into business, the deeper you dive into your own psyche and the own your own relationships, right? And then you realize real fast where a lot of your pitfalls are and where your where your holes are, and, and, and those tend to add up pretty damn fast. For at least, I, it was interesting in retrospect to, to take a step step back and look at that satellite view and say, oh, you know, maybe I wasn't doing this thing as well, and maybe there are there's other people out there that are doing it better than I should. I either learn from them or I need to have partners in this game. Young young John Corsi coming out of coming out of college or coming out of chiropractic school, does this look anything close to what young John Corsi was thinking about coming out of school? You know, I I had this idea of this company, but I didn't it wasn't what I pictured as I went through it. You know, I had to be, I had to wear all the hats initially, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to be out marketing my practice. I had to be out growing my practice. I had to be working on my internal procedures in which to educate patients, get patients well, uh, get patients to refer, right? Mm-hmm. And so you spent all this time doing it, and there wasn't enough time in the day, right, in order mm-hmm. to, to, to do all those things. As you get further along, it's an exercise in learning how to let go right? <laughs> and realizing, okay, well, if I can't treat all of those patients that I've always dreamed of, of, of treating, how do I treat as many of those patients as possible? And the, the way for us to do that is to get more chiropractors mm-hmm. and get more successful chiropractors yeah, and get them access to more and more patients. Yeah. And, and that now, so my head has shifted as the longer I've been in practice, realize that that's really the way to go. Is that we really just need more successful chiropractors if we're going to impact this this whole healthcare thing. Yeah. As far as um, I mean, nowadays, do you get do you feel like you get more satisfaction with working with an actual client or continuing to grow the business, knowing that it's great to be able to help somebody? But is it better knowing that you just maybe helped a thousand more people by continuing to grow the company and open a new office here and a new office there. So I've been fortunate enough to kind of split those two duties up by days. And um, so that allows me to kind of feel that success in the moment of being with patients and truly being in that moment exclusively. And then also I have my days where I am just working on the company, working on corporate structure, working on training other doctors and, and enjoying that moment right right is there so that's really where i feel like i can i have the best best of both worlds really in, in many ways now if i was doing both of those things in the same day i could see how i could totally get burned out oh, completely that. you know you just can't stay focused you can't stay in the game yeah so. I, th- I think that's that's one of the things that i know has helped me and i th- i think even keith like lately is you know blocking out time in your schedule and not like 30 minutes and not like an hour, like literally blocking out <laughs> chunks of time where you're dedicating, you know, that chunk of time towards your business and 
your clients don't get that time. Your business partner sometimes doesn't get that time. It's just, okay, I need this time to be able to actually think. I, I get that time. I'll, I'll still get that time. No. <laughs> actually think, you know, and really come up with ideas of how to grow your business. Like whether that be, you know, marketing strategy or whether that be internal um, uh, internal things that we need to do in order to make this place run better, right? It's like, but I need that time to be able to think. I can't squish that in between a client where I'm thinking about the last client that I just worked with, but now I've got another client coming in with X amount of issues and I got to think about what I'm going to do with them and I got to get this marketing strategy oh, done switching, in the next hour. The switching modes, I mean, I, that's such a great idea of, you know, it's another thing too because usually that's what my Sunday is. You know, and obviously, I don't know if that, like, if you're uh, do anything on the weekend person, um, like, or if it's work is completely out the window, it's all family weekend time, right? Um, usually my Sunday, like the latter half of Sunday is when all of a sudden my brain starts to like go on spiral mode and I start to like pump out these ideas. But I don't give myself enough time during the week to make that stuff happen. And, and, and I think those that should be prioritized, especially when you know your sweet spot for when you're pumping out your best work, you know, because right. I it, it's something that I don't give myself enough time to to do, and I let I let clients take that time because you don't, especially as a young business, the first thing is usually not like oh no don't give me money please please don't give me money I don't <laughs> want to I don't want to have like my doors open you know you worry about keeping your doors open and keeping people happy. Right. So that's a fantastic idea, you know, that, that I definitely have to stop being so hypocritical and actually take up on. So where do you where do you guys see the company going in the next three to five years? I mean, where would you like to see the chiropractic company go? So our goal is to add two offices a year um, every year going forward. So we'd like to scale this up to initially 25 and then hopefully towards 50. You know, we want to be the kind of the dominant player in terms of chiropractic. And um, by doing that, too, we're, we're inviting people into our ownership mm-hmm. as they succeed in our model. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's, uh, if, if we're successful, we're going to be a lot bigger. Right. And, and, and we're going to be helping a lot more patients. And have you guys prepared for that? I mean, is that something that you're continuing to, like, I know, like, based on what we're doing here, like, this is where we're going to be in five years. And I know based on that, um, we're probably going to need a couple more owners. And we're probably going to need, like, is that stuff that you guys have already kind like of... a pipeline? Yeah, somewhat mapped out so that, you know, when that actually, that time comes, you guys are ready for it. Yeah. So we're actively always recruiting, always recruiting new doctors, always uh looking for the next uh, clinic a- acquisition. Um, clinic acquisitions don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. They tend to take, you know, six months, and sometimes they take a year. Huh. Um, so we, we may have multiple kind of in the pipeline or a- at different stages a- at any time. And uh, we're always, like even now, we have, uh, we're up to 24 chiropractors uh, with our company, and one of those doctors is just in training just to be ready to go. Okay. Ready to go to the next hmm. clinic. Okay. You know, we've also moved all of our clinics to having uh, moving towards multiple doctors in one office. Hmm. So our newer offices are, are a single doctor yet as they first initially build. But the plan is for all of them to have at least two because then we can give 
uh, more flexibility mm-hmm. yeah. to the doctors themselves. Completely. Uh, you know, and and then also our infrastructure now is set up so that we can definitely scale. We have lots of room in which to add clinics and still be able to manage it from our uh, from an executive standpoint. Hmm. Nice. How do you guys? How do you guys? Um, uh, what do you look for in a new doctor? Like, what 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 are the different tools that you use utilize in order to find good talent? Because I mean, I think like that's the trick with any profession is finding yeah. talent, right? Like, yeah. how how do you find it? And then once you find it, do you guys you know do you feel like you have a good system in place to cultivate that talent? So we right now we have uh, kind of three primary ways in which we're. Uh, re- recruiting new doctors so that the first way that we're doing that is getting referrals from our doctors themselves. So they've had a classmate that they went to school with, somebody who uh, they used to know that is relocating back to the area. So using our own own, uh, doctors to bring in new doctors. Next thing we're doing, we have a uh, we have a a website, uh, chiropractic buyers, dot com which is basically marketing chiropractic company hmm. markets chiropractic company to people who might want to sell an office might want to come and work for us might want to come and join us nice um and then the last thing we're using is we have recruiters uh, that we've also partnered with as well too to help find other doctors whether they're out of state or wherever they are and so uh, a couple of our last uh doctors that we added one just moved here from california moved back into the area another one was uh Came from uh, Illinois, wanted, had family back this way, and wanted to get closer to to get home, to home. So oh, nice. That's awesome. No, that, that's really cool. I was going to say, like, um, clinic acquisition could be a whole separate episode one of these times, which which is, you know, the idea of do you want to be that 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 solo, you know, solo practitioner, or do you want to build a team? I mean, I think the biggest uh, thing that switched for me is. When I started having a family, I mean, I just knew I couldn't stay at the <laughs> yeah, clinic. I yeah. can't stay at the clinic 50 hours a week yeah. and then spend my, you know, weekends working on everything. I just didn't want to do that anymore, you yeah. know. Yeah. I, I still wanted to see the same level of patients or more. Yeah. That didn't change. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just knew I had to do it differently. Yeah. And, and I think that's what more and more of our doctors are finding. And I, that's, I think that's what we're seeing now with newer doctors coming out. They don't want to do what... Us old guys did <laughs> just give her just until we break. Yeah, you know uh, we don't know anything they, about that. They want to have flexibility <laughs> in their life, and you know, so it's, right. It's interesting. It's like it's like the same for so many different vocations. You know, I mean, strength coaches, like, same thing for strength coaches and massage therapists. You know, in, in many other genres of business as well, you just go until you can't or your health fails, yeah. you know, and, and, and for us, especially, I mean, how much we use our bodies for every single client that we see, it's like our bodies are, are everything. So running that into the ground is just asking for, I mean, your entire career to go downhill. Right. You know? And you can only, you can only trade time for money so long. Right? right. And it's like, you know, the idea that it's nice to be a business owner, right? Because you're the boss. If I want to take some time off, I can take some time off. The problem is you don't have a product, so you're not making money when you're sleeping. You're making money when you're with your clients. Yeah. So, you know, when you want to go on vacation with your family, like sometimes it's it's almost stressful because you're like, man, 
all the money that I just left on the table, like this mm-hmm. trip is costing me this, but it's also costing me all the clients that I normally see, you know? And it's like, it gets, I think initially for me, and I think even for him, when we first started our business was like, man, you feel so guilty even taking a vacation, even though you need it, even right. though you need that mental break to help your clients better. You're thinking the whole time, like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I just lost, you know, a week's worth of revenue, you know? And it's like, I think that's, that's the thing where now we're starting to realize like with our business, how do we start to grow it to where we don't have to be involved as much so that we can still help people. We can still help more people, but we can also make a living, not necessarily beating ourselves to death either, you know? And I think that's been the biggest thing that we've been really concentrating on. It's great to hear how Different people do different things. I mean, I've never heard of any, anybody doing the stuff that you guys are talking about with yeah, having a board of directors and having, you know, like so many different owners. Was I mean, that's it's really awesome. And it's cool to hear that that actually exists mm-hmm. and you can pull it off and you don't even have to be, a, <laughs> you know, like a, a business person per se. I mean, you guys... Yeah. You it, can yeah, it, it, can, it can happen. Yeah, it, it can happen. And, and, and you know, these questions are all are all okay, right? But we we, we got to shift gears here to some rapid fire questions. <laughs> you know, just just three of them, just three of them, because you know this is going too smoothly. Um, I just had a four questions that I'm going to shoot you at you three. pretty quick. Four. <laughs> I lied. I, I tend to do that every in steel pens. I'm kind of a klepto. You are. So <laughs> um, number one. Um, what kind of technology right now is indispensable for you at the chiropractic company? Uh, the biggest change that we've had was uh, moving to online scheduling hmm. um, and online reminders. So uh, people can now access through our website. They can schedule directly, whether you're a new or an existing patient. Um, that they get an appointment reminder right back. So they're getting those cues, which if you go back to the good old days, if you want to give your patients a reminder, you have to actually call them. Right. Right. <laughs> and so you don't have to do any of that anymore. And they're uh, confirming their appointments ahead of time. Nice. So by just making that little shift and people are so adept now at using text messaging and, and things like that, it decreases the amount of no-shows. It decreases and it keeps people more compliant. And they know that, hey, I'm totally in control of my schedule. I can go on. I can book out like 12 appointments right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that has been uh, kind, of a, kind of a cool thing uh, just on an administrative level for us. That's awesome. Um, what was the worst advice you've ever received as a business owner? Well, probably the worst advice I, I, I ever got was uh, simply that, you had to keep your doors open no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. So, so early on in practice, for whatever reason, my uh, appendix I got appendicitis, and I ended up having to have emergency appendectomy. So I had that on like Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we know where this is going. <laughs> I was back in the office by mm, late Monday afternoon. Oh God! Seeing patients again. Probably not the smartest thing. It did everything was worked out really fine, but it was a tough, tough week. <laughs> Pretty wiped out that whole time. So, uh, don't rush back. Don't rush back. Take the time you need when you need it. Uh, was there ever a moment when you thought that you wanted to like just quit? And like, what was that moment? Uh. So again, when you when I first started off um, and took over 
my office. It was, it was, you know, I, we practiced in this in Brown Deer area, kind of around Northridge mall. And so that area was kind of in decay already. Um, but when we got that office, it was definitely run down. There was a very low patient base and, and honestly, I wasn't quite sure on how to market a practice all that effectively at that time. So I had, you know, you sit in there and you only see a few people each day or whatever. And you're like, Oh, what am I going to do? I cannot stand here twiddling my thumbs like this. And finally, I just I, I just reached a breaking point. I remember being in a meeting with uh, a couple of the other doctors. I'm like, you know what? I got to do something else. I got to uh, I, I do something else. And I, ended up, uh, I ended up starting working with a coach at that point. Oh, nice. And uh, once I started working with a coach, I actually got some of these tools in, in which I still use all of these same tools today. In which, and, and that completely changed the trajectory of my, of my office. And, I mean, within probably two years, I had increased it fourfold you know uh, awesome. from, from that point but at that point i was like if i don't do something i'm out of here <laughs> I, can't do any, I can't even stand myself <laughs> that, that leads to that leads to number four um you have those tools right um name the best tool that you use or that you've used in the past for marketing and lead generation so the best tool that I, that I use is, is just getting out and doing public speaking. So doing whether it's doing uh, lunch and learns or I, I do a, like a, a adult education classes, uh, enrichment classes through like the rec department, things like that. Just getting out in front of people, you know, and and that was the first thing that I had to do. I just had to get out and I had to be comfortable. I didn't care if I was going to talk to one person or 20 people or 50 people. I need to be out there and just getting more contact overall and once i I started doing that i mean that was a that was a big shift now i mean i could at the drop of a hat i can i can give a healthcare talk on just about anything you know (laughs) and uh and and you know and and get new patients from from that from that process as well too that's pretty awesome i mean i think like that's the i think that's probably one of the biggest things that new businesses struggle with is not the fact that they give great service, because most of the people that have businesses, they're really good at what they do or they wouldn't have a business. The problem is, like, how do I get the people and how how do I keep people coming through the door? Because outside of the referrals from their clients, most people aren't, you know, that are technicians, really good technicians, aren't also really good salespeople, are not actually really good marketers, right? You have those few people that are just naturally gifted at doing that, but for the most part, most people aren't. I think that's what we found, you know, with trying to bring new people on in general is they'll do the actual job part, which is, you know, working with the clients and making sure that they feel great and they're they're progressing great. But they don't want to go out and talk to people. Right. They don't want to go out and like that, that word sale like sounds dirty, right? And it's yeah. like a, you're tricking people and it's like, no, you're not actually not. Like that's how they get to know you you know and i get well that's how we that's how we're we're brought up you know it's like you don't want to be sold right right but like let's all face it like everybody wants to buy something and on top of it it's like the way that we learned sales in the past was the kind of car dealer mentality it was never let's have an awesome relationship and let's i want to give you something i want to show you something and i want it to be useful in your life do you you feel like it took your coat like hiring a coach to actually get that and bring that out of you like where you were more willing to put yourself out there it definitely helped it gave me the the 
a better way to communicate it. I guess, you know, I, I didn't have a clear process in my mind before that. And by, by bringing in a coach, it just taught me and gave me the systems in which to, to use and deploy. And, and, and yeah, and some people are born to do that. Mm-hmm. Some people are really good at selling. Yeah. Some people are going to be that really good technician, mm-hmm. right, that you want just doing the patient care. And, and that's great. There's a role for that too, right? Mm-hmm. In the end... Buck stops here with this guy, you know, <laughs> if, if I want to market the practice, I might be the best guy to, to market the practice at, at this point in time yeah. uh, until I have somebody else who I drop my knowledge base into, right? And yeah. So they can go and do it too. And is that something too that you guys, um, you know, and I know this is probably going a little longer, but I mean, you're giving us so many good things. Like, is that something too where, you know, More. you're bringing new chiropractors along and teaching them? Like how to market and how to, you know, do a better job of, of closing sales and things of that sort as well. Like not just the technical aspect of what you guys are doing. Yes, we are. You, we have to. They have to know how to, to not only communicate, you know, do the elevator pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Or communicate chiropractic with outside of the office and then inside the office to not only understand the patient needs, but meet the patient needs or exceed the patient needs, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's one thing to just take patients who come in, I have low back pain, get me out of pain. It's another thing to get them out of lower back pain, get them on a program of care that's going to actually get them healthier for the lifetime and going forward and give them the tools they need to keep using those to stay healthy, too. So you have to do it all. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, wrapping up, because I know we've taken up a lot of your time, but this has been a really great interview. I think, uh, you know, obviously... The chiropractic company is is bigger around here and people know the name, but what exactly is it that you guys specialize in? Because chiropractic now encompasses so many things. Like, is there one particular thing that you guys, you know, across the board specialize in? And then where can people reach you if they want to get a get a hold of you um, to, to take advantage of your guys' service? Yeah. So the I would say where we really specialize. So we evaluate the health and the nervous system. We're looking to see how lifestyle factors adversely affect it. So think psychological stress, biochemical stress, physical stress on the body, and how that affects the nervous system. And we do primarily hands-on chiropractic care, manual adjustments, uh, in addition to rehabilitation, uh, therapy modalities of those, and those things. Um, and really, the best way to kind of uh, reach out to us, they can they can find us on our website, which is uh, www.chiropracticco.com. Uh, they can reach me at drcorsi at uh, chiropracticco.com as well, too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you coming out and talking with us. Uh, like I said, this was a great interview, I think. I think there's a lot of cool things that uh, the listeners can definitely take from this and learn. Uh, I know I learned a few things myself. And, uh, I mean, it's just... Honestly, it's a pleasure being able to have these talks because it helps us out just as much as hopefully it helps other people out um, that may be struggling or looking for, you know, different things to actually help their and grow their business. Oh, completely. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, it's great. Thanks. So go over to bizbody.net for more. Sign up for the newsletter for any little tidbits that we have coming out, like outlines or workflows. And make sure that you go over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and a positive comment helps other people find the podcast and if you ever want to see our practice brandon and our practice go over to body-activation.com catch you next time